Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host. Tile Money is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our weekly business education designed for contractors by contractors. This education is assisting tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result, a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, I've got a, a, a great person with me in the interview. I've got another Luke. So it's the Luke and Luke show today. I've got Luke Henders- Hendrickson. Uh, he owns Sticks and Stones Flooring and Tile LLC out of Washington State. We're going to talk about his journey and how he's doing in his business and uh, expansion. We're going to talk about jumping in to the deep end. Oftentimes, you you got to be fearless. And Luke is someone who is fearless and he's willing to take on projects that others aren't. So I'm excited to talk to him today. Before we bring him into the studio, though, I do want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. These are the companies who are um, investing back in you, the tile installer, via this unique business education that is assisting you to grow and uh, profit and and show a, a profitable business. They understand that tile contractors everywhere need, a, need, need some help and could use a resource like this. Um, it's a unique resource and they appreciate what we're doing with our work. So we appreciate them. Our sponsors are investing in the tile industry, the tile installer contractor future. So we want to thank the NTCA, National Tile Contractors Association. And congratulations, NTCA 2022 is your 75th year anniversary. Um, keep up the good work. Ladycrete International, another company celebrating a big anniversary this year. 65 years, Ladycrete has been innovative with their tile installation materials. Um, lightweight products, everything from showers, uh, floors, uh, deck mud. Um, if you're going to install tile, they've got it. They've got something for you. Epoxies, uh, some of the most innovative grouts out there. GoBoard. GoBoard is a, a John's Manville company. GoBoard is a lightweight shower system. It's completely waterproof. Uh, they have everything from the sealant to the drains to the shower pans. You can build and achieve an ANSI uh, um, approved shower system by using their products. And HappyTileGuy.com. Happy Tile Guy is where tile contractors are getting professional search engine optimized ready websites done for them. Uh, check out happytileguy.com if you do not have a website. Uh, a website is part of the professional package in 2022. And when customers and clients are looking to spend a good chunk of change, they're going to want to research you and make sure that you look, uh, look like the companies that they're used to spending a lot of money with, which includes a website. And I want to thank our patrons for Tile Money who are donating monthly amounts as low as $5 a month. Every little bit adds up for this um, uh, startup business, Tile Money, and we are appreciative. I am appreciative of all of my patrons. I appreciate that. All right. Well, let's bring um, Luke up. Hey, Luke. How's it going? It's going good. How's Thanks Luke? for joining me. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on here. I like to I like to watch your show. I've been have my uh, earphones on while I'm working, soaking up all the episodes. Nice, it's been great. good, good. And it's been helpful for your business. It has. Good. Yeah, man. I I really appreciate the insight. I was actually gonna tell you that I would love to become a patron or some kind of a donator. Okay. Well, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make sure to get you that link here after the after the interview for sure. Thank you. Anybody who's started watching your show and been able to expand their prices up the way I have, it would be a shame not to kick back some of that. Oh, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you so much. 
it's a pleasure doing it and um I'm, I'm glad it works. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad people are benefiting if they weren't and they weren't telling me I, I'd probably stop doing it, you know? <laughs> sure. But, um, but listen, why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, I gave a, you know, all I basically said is sticks and stones and Washington state. What, what, what's all, what are you all about? What do you like to do? And, uh, what's your business look like today? Well, I have pretty much always had the luxury in my life of doing things that I love. Nice. I've, I've not had very many jobs at all that I didn't enjoy or like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of just follow that. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity here in this country. And uh, I've always been in jobs that were either artistic or where I was in some sort of position of influence or training people, things like that. I love I love people. I'm a people person and I love being artistic and detailed and thorough. So, uh, I just kind of follow that around and my uncles and stuff, they're all like these crazy hippie artists. And so I started off as an apprentice for my uncle. He was Todd, the tile guy. And, uh, he would do like Capitol Hill, Seattle, like all these houses that were all these crazy colors and, mm back in the day and we would just be fabricating stone and it was awesome i was learning my for some of my first jobs i was making bull noses and polishing stone and we would be wrapping clawfoot tubs with scenes of oceanry so i would go print out dolphins and starfish and sea cucumbers and i would cut them out on paper and trace them on there and cut them all out and then we'd wrap these clawfoot tubs or we'd do murals and people's backsplashes trees with little apples on them or whatever and so it was great uh man back that was like 2005 2007 somewhere in there and he was paying me 30 dollars an hour way back then um I would hire two guys. I'd hire two of my friends and I'd pay them each $10 an hour and watch them grow. And I'd sit back and make $10 an hour just watching them. And we'd all have money for the weekends and stuff. Oh, that's epic. That sounds awesome. It was cool. So he was Uh, paying you like 30 bucks an hour as an apprentice, huh? Yeah. Even way back then. Yeah. It was good. He was doing all high end jobs. We were out on Mercer Island, Capitol Hill, Mm -hmm. um, working for doctors and lawyers and such. Tell me about these clawfoot tubs. I mean, what were they cast iron and then you were tiling yeah. them or what? So, so we he would actually collect them. He's like kind of a picker. So he'd go around and he'd start stocking them in his backyard. He oh, had I like see. He into these things. And we would just put different themes on each one. And then he would show them off to his customers and he'd sell them to people. And they some of the times they would match what they had going on. Or they would revolve the rest of their bathroom even around the tub sometimes. Wow. Is he still selling so, those tubs? Yeah, he he makes birdhouses with security cameras peeking out the little holes, and he makes sheds for people where the roofs are doors. Like he'll collect like a dozen antique doors and pitch them, mm-hmm. and make like you look up and you can see all the doorknobs and stuff up on the ceiling. And he's pretty, pretty he's, far he's, out, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds cool, man. That sounds like a good uh, a good tile guy. Yeah, so he would lay me off every winter, and then, you know, when you're a young guy trying to impress the chicks, it just didn't work out very good. So I started working at restaurants. I became a sushi chef for almost 10 years, Mm -hmm. 
which was similar because it was just very artistic and all my things had to line up and I would stack them on the plates and I was kind of an eccentric sushi. I was a white sushi chef. I always told people, well, I'm, I'm not Asian, but I'm Caucasian. <laughs> and I, I, I did that. And then one day I was just like, man, I'm kind of burnt out on the restaurant industry. I really miss doing tile work. I went and bought a truck, tile saw, got licensed, bonded, insured. Mm-hmm. I was, didn't have any idea what I was doing. And my next door neighbor was getting their house done with tile work. And there was a company over there. And I said, hey, are you guys looking for a tile setter? And they were like, well, we're, we need an in-house guy. You want to come to an interview? Mm-hmm. They, they offered me a van to take home. They offered me a gas card, benefits, 401k, matching 3%. I mean, I was building Starbucks and Amazon and commercial kitchens, whatever, banks. Yeah. It was a sweet job. I was making nearly $30 an hour when I left. So yeah. all these years later, I'm making the same money as a lead that I was right. as a helper, which right. tells you something. Yeah, for sure. And I just it just never was the same as when I worked with my uncle. This These blueprints and this commercial work, and it wasn't fun to me. Unless I was learning, then I you know enjoyed it, but... I didn't like showing up to a warehouse on a Monday, finding a work order. All right, where's this pallet? Pull this pallet down, see the material for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Where's Where am I driving to? All right, there's the address. Then I see the job for the first time ever, and then I wish that the sales guys used to be installers, but they're not. Right. So I would have done things differently, and then I got to make it happen, and I just needed to be involved in the whole process. Yeah find the customer, talk about the tiles, pick up the material, do the demo and the prep and the install. I just, I love being there every step of the way. And homeowners, they're not like, when you're on a commercial job site, everyone's like hung over and everyone's grumpy. When I go to these homeowners' house, they're like, you want some coffee? I mean, at the end of the job, they're my friends and they're inviting me fly fishing and things like that. So nice. It's just great for me. I, I really enjoy the change. Nice. That's cool. So how long ago was that that you, you went out and struck it out on your own? All right. So about three years ago, I decided I'm going to start. I'm going to go off on my own. So what I did was I started, I went back onto social media. I started joining sites. I started paying attention to tile geeks and tile posse and the northwest tile setters and tile money and all these pages that have the you know where everyone revolves around i started getting knowledge i ordered a tcna handbook Mm. i've almost read the whole thing page for page line by line i look up the little rc you know the little codes and the little words what does rectified mean what does this mean and i stop and i go look and i don't move forward until i understand what i've read um, I'm going to websites of distributors and I'm looking at all the, 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 the products that they offer. So if I ever am in a situation, I'm like, Oh, you know, Schluter has this Rondex step that will cover the edges of your countertops. And mm-hmm. good thing I knew about that. If I didn't do the research, I would have been like, I don't know what to do. Right. Right. Um, you know, watching Sal de Blasi videos and trying to learn the proper way of doing things. Uh, I started buying tools about three years ago, you know, floor sanders, table saws, chop saws, moisture testers for slabs, lasers, just 100-pound rollers, just everything I could need for flooring and tile. 
I started slowly stocking it up, stocking it up, stocking it up. I was just looking at the warehouse I worked at. Oh, they have this tool. I need one of those. Oh, they have one of these. I need one of those. And I just used it as a template for what I needed. So I write, I understand the TCNA handbook. I know what's available out there. I know what companies, I know where the local suppliers are at. I know what each one of them carries. I know uh, I have all the tools for the job. And then once I kind of had everything going for me, I was like, all right, I need a name. I need a logo. Mm -hmm. I need a website. I need a Google listings and Bing listings and all the little places where you can list. I need a presence at minimum existing on those platforms. Mm. I need an accountant. I need someone that's going to do my taxes for me. Um, I need a bank account Mm. and a credit card. And so I started just making all these, these things that I knew I was going to need. I got them all placed in order. And then honestly, I was, probably going to take me a little longer but the coronavirus came and not to get into that but i was hearing that you know osha and i was working on commercial sites and they were going to mandate these vaccines and at Mm -hmm. the time i was personally i was just a little skeptical and i was like oh babe i better go get licensed bonded and insured immediately in case they push this on me because i because i just don't know and so i went and i got licensed bonded and insured and then all of a sudden, my side jobs became legit. I was right. I was doing them under the table, honestly. Sure. And now I'm telling people, hey, I'm actually licensed, bonded, and insured. And I started watching your podcasts on Tile Money because that kind of kind of came later for me. This podcast, and then yeah. I started being like, wow, why am I going and doing showers for people for twelve hundred dollars? Yeah. You know, it takes me two weekends to do it or whatever, and I'm working really long days. I'm missing out on my family. $1,200 in two weekends seems like a lot because now I'm making $600 in two days. Right. Whereas sometimes I make between $600 and 1000 a week <laughs> at my $30 an hour. Right, and right. So it seemed really good. It feels good, yeah, but you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot and – yeah. Yeah, I needed to be making more like eighteen hundred dollars in two days. Sure. At least where I'm at. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably go up eventually, but I'm a new kid on the block. I'm not trying to price myself out of work. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get pictures, portfolio, build a reputation. Yeah. I'm not trying to post pictures that I did working for another company. Okay. So I'm only trying to post pictures that I've done solo. I just feel like it's fair. Yeah. That's technically not my work. It's that company's work. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you for sure. Um, you posted any of those tubs, your uncle's tubs? Help. I, I should. I, yeah. I don't have any. Uh, you probably wouldn't be mad book. selling a couple more of those. Mad at you. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You can send him some work. They're that, really hard that to might find. Be it. I know. That's what I'm saying. That might be something that really you know helps you boost, boost your social because it's so unusual, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I should try to find one and put something on it and take a picture because his that he has laying around are kind of old. They've been sitting in his garden. They Dusty like, and dirty. They're their yeah. planters and stuff. He turned them into. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So. That's wild. So he would tile those inside and out, right? Yeah. 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 It was- well, I was going to ask about your licensing, you know, when, once you got that license, I mean, it sounds like that was a real shift in your mindset. Did it give it you, did it give you confidence or how did, how, what changed? I was like, all right, well, nothing's holding me back. I've got a full running company now. Um, So what I was doing is I was like, man, 
I have a really good job. Yeah. These, these people have been like become family to me. They've watched both of my kids get born. I've been to the company Christmas parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm married. I was, I'm an ordained minister. I married one of my coworkers and his wife. Okay. You know, I, we went and fishing and we just did stuff together and it was, they were always so good to me. I never remember ever getting chewed out about something. Yeah. I mean, every time I ever screwed something up, I was usually so frantic and sorrowful about it that they would be like, calm down. Here's a $2 raise. Like I kept getting raises <laughs> every time I screwed something up, like consistently, it was the weirdest. They didn't want to lose you. I guess. Or they're like, yeah, something. And so I just, I had a hard time leaving. I left on really good terms, but so I told my wife, babe, I'm going to go off on my own. I'm going to, we had this talk. You're not going to see me for a little while. I'm going to be working after work. I'm going to be working on the weekends. This is going to be really hard. We're going to miss each other. You're going to be doing lots by yourself. And I'm going to need your help sending invoices and doing some paperwork for me. Like, it's going to be nuts. How'd that go over? It it was, towards the end, it got pretty rough, to be honest with you. Uh, From November until... November, December, January, February, for four months, I was working seven days a week and really long hours. Like I got to the point where my feet were hurting so bad that I would come, I would just come home and put my feet in Epsom salts and kick my feet up. Like Mm -hmm. this wasn't easy, but I had to make something happen or else I was just going to be working hourly, you know, making no more than $4,000 a month. My wife homeschools our kids. She doesn't work. Luckily, I have a good rent price. Yeah, that's the really the blessing in our life is our rent is pretty cheap. I don't need, when I tell people they're like what. <laughs> um, so I just needed yeah. So I I was scheduled out for so many weekends that it was just like crushing me. And I said, babe, if I get one more job, it's significant. I'm gonna put in my two week notice and I'm gonna move all those weekend jobs to weekdays mm-hmm. and then like. The next day, someone was like, do you want to come do this backsplash? And I was like, all right, two grand. And they were like, sounds good. And I said, all right, Dave. I called my work, put in my two-week notice because my boss was out sick or else I would have told him in person. And I started just moving all my schedules from the weekends to the week. And now I've had three weekends off in a row now. It feels great. Oh, so this is just like real recent. Yes, sir. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Nice. So what's been so so how how are you feeling now? I mean, you, so three weekends off. Are you planning on working weekends? I mean, I guess not. From the sounds of it, I'm not going to work weekends That's unless hard. I unless I have to. Yeah. Um, I'm going to eventually start taking Mondays off for nice. doing estimates and bids. I'm going to try to work four days a week. Yeah. The thing that I didn't really consider was I was like, all right, I need to fill up my calendar. So I made I downloaded Google Live Calendar, started throwing jobs on there. Well, I just bid myself five days a week, five mm-hmm. days a week, five days a week, five days a week for like two and a half months out. Right. And after this few weeks has went by, I'm like, oh, man, I used to work that much, but someone else was doing the bids and the right. estimates and the invoicing. I was like, I didn't allow myself time for that. <laughs> I was like, man, that was not smart. So once my calendar is finally, once I can tough it out another yeah. two months, I'm going to start taking probably Mondays off. Yeah. And using it for my company. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I interviewed Matt from uh, Rembrandt Tile, um, Rembrandt, on um, 
well, I guess it was just yesterday I interviewed him, and he was taking Fridays off, and he loves it. And I think, you know, going back to, like, some of the earlier podcast episodes, I was interviewing Steve Roche, um, who's no longer with us, but he was mentioning, like, office time is twenty should be 20% of your time. So if you want to work a 40-, 50-hour week, you know, it's basically a full day. Yep. In, in the office, so I think you're right on the money there with just saying I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate a full day. Um, you know, you could mess around with like two hours a day, but me personally, if I'm gonna work in the office, I just eight hours, boom, it's done. I don't have you know, cause yep. it, it takes like I mean, you know how it is with tile, it takes two or three hours before you're in the groove and actually you know feeling that rhythm. And for the office, for me at least, it's just kind of the same way. It's like man, sure. Where is everything again? And, you know, especially when you're in the field four days and then one day, you know, it takes an hour or two of orientation. Like, oh, yeah, this is this is how this is what the flow, you know, the flow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you're jumping into the deep end and you're not it doesn't sound like um, we talked briefly before we we started. And, you know, you were talking about being fearless and taking on some bigger work and stuff like that. Um, How much of that is, you know, into play, you know? I mean, it's, it's got to, it takes bravery, you know, to do what you did, you know, put in your two week notice and go out on your own. Um, and how about work, work wise? Do you have any stories or, um, anything you can relate to being fearless and how, it, how it's paid off? Sure. So, uh, I just did some countertops for someone. I used I did some large format tiles. They were twenty four by forty eight. Okay. And uh, so these people are moving. That I got a referral through a friend. They said we want uh, kitchen countertops, two bathroom countertops, and then all three of them to be backsplashed. Mm-hmm. They wanted. I told them, you know, if you want to tile them, I don't. I I just people tell me not to do this, but I was I like to help steer people in the right direction people are like well if that's what they want then give them what they want and but i'm like you guys quartz countertops yeah. are a little more modern there's no grout joints it looks better i'm not going to make as much money but i could go down to contractor furnishing mart or whatever and sub this out yeah. and get you some nice countertops i think it might even be a little cheaper and he goes so if if i do the countertops you're going to sub it out but if i do tile you're going to do it yourself and i was like yeah and he goes well then i want tile <laughs> He was trying to help me out, get my company going. He's sure. just moving anyways. Sure. Oh, okay. I said, all right, uh, you're going to want some large format tiles because of these corners that go a little deeper and order some some natural stones so that the edges we can polish oh, cool. them. Oh, yeah. So he, does, he goes out and orders the tile, but he didn't get natural stone. He ordered porcelain, and the edges didn't look nice. And yeah. I was like, oh, no. So we got him some Schluter Rondex step, mm. and we – that stuff is a beast to put on in 45 and 22 and 22 and 45 and make it all line up and look good. But I got that in and done and uh, sanded and primed out the countertops and went out and I made a template. My first one templated hot glued together. I took some uh, eighth inch underlayment, cut it into a bunch of strips, glued it all together Brought it out into the garage. I laid everything out, put my spacers in, traced it out, cut them all out. I used one of those Swiss cheese blades, mm. cut them all out, and then I sanded and filed and cleaned up all my edges, brought them back in, and they just fit perfect. Nice. I was like, 
victory. And my uncle is like, I thought I was going to come here and teach you some stuff and get you in line, but you've been teaching me some stuff. And I take my hat off, and this is beautiful. I'm really impressed. And the homeowners were like, wow, we didn't think it was going to turn out this nice. We were a little skeptical. And I was like, I wasn't sure if it was going to turn out this nice either. But That's just, cool. I have pictures on my Facebook if someone can find me. Yeah, what is that? Does it sticks and stones or Luke? Luke. Lucas Hendrickson. Okay. Yeah. Lucas. That's right. Yeah. I need to use my business page more than I do. So yeah, I did those large format tiles. I got I ordered some of those suction cups and man, what a leap of faith to trust those suction cups. But they do, they hold, they work good. Yeah. Make sure there's no dust on your tiles. Which ones do you use? The grabbles? Yep. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Just pump up the. Yeah, yeah, those are good stuff. Yeah, they worked really nice, and uh, so I a lot of times on jobs I'll grout twice. Mm-hmm. I'll grout once, and then I'll come back in and I'll mix another batch, and I'll I'll fix everything and I'll float it all out and I'll get rid mm-hmm. of any inconsistencies and I'll go in there and make. My uncle taught me that, and if you're willing to put in the time to grout twice, you can actually make jobs look really really nice Mm. not all you don't always have to do that but on some jobs if you're willing to hit it with a second time just to fill in um Hmm. it's been working out for me pretty good okay i've never heard of that that trick um so your uncle's working working with you again huh or working working for you this time you were working he, he he taught you the trade and now you've been able to um keep him a little bit employed as much as he wants or Exactly. He's retired, but I'm feeding him some jobs. Cool. And he's been helping me out. And it's been ter- he, he still teaches me stuff. I just don't tell him. <laughs> don't let him know. Man, I bet that's a blessing, though, to have, you know, to have him on your jobs with you and have that it's second so set cool. of eyes and, and access to his knowledge. And, you know, um, that's cool. That's so that's so neat. Um, what a what a I mean, it's a blessing, like I said, you know, to, to work with family and be able to do that over the years. Um that's really cool. He's not as fast as he used to be. Mm. He's a little slower. I think he gets a little frustrated easier than he used to. Sure. But, and he was trying to be so apologetic to me. And I was like, Uncle Todd, do you remember how much of a pain in the butt I was to you yeah. showing up? He would come to my house, and I would be still sleeping, and he'd leave without me. Or I'd be falling asleep in his passenger seat on the way to work and the way home every day. And I didn't know what I was doing back then. So I was like, it's payback. <laughs> yeah. You just get to I get to take your junk now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure it's just it's just great having them there, you know. I would probably, you know, do the same thing. That sounds awesome. So how how are you, you know, defining and differentiating what you have to add, you know, or offer your clients as value-wise, you know, because oftentimes, um, I mean, it's it's, you know, it can be confusing to, you know, people shopping for, a tile countertop, a shower backsplash or whatever. So how, how do you sell yourself to your clients? I'm still working on that. Um, I'm trying, I don't want to bash the industry or other installers. So I'm trying to come up with a way to bash them without bashing them. (laughs) What I mean is contractors, the reputation of contractors is scary. People are scared. Mm. They don't know who's going to show up. They don't know if they've showered in a week or People show up looking all dirty in their dirty clothes, and they don't show up. Oh, my contractor didn't show up this for the last four days. He hasn't been here, yeah, and things like that. So when I go into places, I just 
I look like a professional contractor. Yeah. I don't look like a sales guy. I don't look like a dirty worker. I show up wearing like nice Carhartt, like never been worn, you know, the creases still in them. I got my tape measure. I got my straight edge or my, uh, my um, level with me. I've got my laser. Mm-hmm. I made this little tape measure on a four by four with a line on it exactly lined up to my laser. So I'll set the laser in the room and I'll move the block around and I'll show them how the laser goes up or lower than the, than the line. Mm-hmm. I'll, sh- I'll take some measurements. I'll put my level up. Uh, I show them, you know, what's going on in there. And I tell them, you know, look, if we, in hiring me, I have a nice contract. Mm-hmm. My contract isn't just to protect myself. Like I'm not responsible for this or this or this or this. I'm not responsible for anything. <laughs> I, I don't do that to you. Uh-huh. You know, and I actually have you in mind in my contract to protect you and to make you. I want you to be able to take that breath right now instead of hold your breath until I'm done with the job and then finally be able to go. Oh. I want you to be able to have that peace of mind right now. I'll tell them stories about how I messed up a job and I ripped it back out and replaced it with, I went and bought the materials with my own money and mm-hmm. spent my own time and just redid this job because I messed up or mm-hmm. something wasn't right. It, not every time everything goes perfect. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, most of the time we are working with new materials or new tiles or doing something we've never done almost on every job. There's something mm-hmm. you've never done, at least at my point in the career. So I just tell them, look, I've got zip walls, I've got air scrubbers, I've got little whale tail connections on my vacuums. I use carpet protection, I use ram board, I clean off your doorknobs every day from your doors that I've been touching. Uh, I'm I'm gonna show up Monday through Friday, I'm gonna work eight, 10, 12 hour days. When you start cooking dinner, I'll probably start wrapping up when I smell the dinner cooking, you know? You'll have to start saying Tuesday through Friday now. I will, yeah. I like it, Luke. That sounds like, you know, what you're doing is you're just differentiating yourself without really having to say anything or talk about anybody else, you know, from the from the moment they, you know, hear you or see you in person to explaining your process, really, because that's what it is. It's it's your own unique um, sticks, and, sticks and stones process for, you know, getting the job done. I mean, you're talking about air scrubbers. You're talking about all this, you know, additional protection for their home right because that's really what you're doing is you're looking out for their home and honestly you can talk about their health as well i mean this stuff is no you know breathing construction dust in is one of the you know more unhealthy things you can do to a family um or a person especially you know kids or whatever in the house so talking about all these things is really smart and um i think that's you know that's exactly what i mean that's beautiful man i i I love it i love the way you're presenting yourself to your potential customers yeah you know i let them know i'm just a regular guy i'm not any kind of a creep i'm not a slum i i I bring the tcna handbook and i open it up to the page that is closely resembles what we're doing sometimes it's not a perfect application but i'll say basically minus this one thing Mm -hmm. this is what i'm doing all of your product and material warranties are going to be intact yeah. because I'm going to, I read these things and I do it the way they say yeah. if something fails and a rep comes out here. They're going to say, yeah, this was done properly. You don't have these to worry about these fears. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so now I'm just trying to get out of itemizing. I have this 
thing where I'm trying to be transparent and like show people what how they're spending their money and everyone's just been consistently telling me not to do that so I'm trying to get away from itemizations but mm. uh, I'm struggling with that I could use some advice maybe <laughs> well what um, um, how do you mean like how how, how how far do you break it down usually just process so like demo prep tile install you know things like i i don't go too detailed mm. um i also tell them you know i'm not the cheapest guy in town sometimes not right away but after they're kind of like ooh, i don't know about yeah. this price it seems a little expensive you know you're making 900 dollars a day like why how can you justify that and i just say listen i want to do it right i want to be able to slow down i want to be able to take my time when something arises I want to stop and say, I'm making enough money that I can pull these two or three things back off mm. and run to the hardware store and come back and put this back together instead of saying, oh, man, I, I'm not making so much. I need to move on to my next job. Screw it. I'm just going to move forward. You're paying for that. You're paying mm. for the fact that if you call me in two months from now and you say, hey, this this thing's going on. I made enough money on your job where I'm not going to change my phone number and I'm not going to not answer my phone. I'll shoot back up here on, on a Saturday. If I have to, mm-hmm. we'll fix, we'll fix your problem. You know, I'm the, the money in this is for so many reasons that are benefiting you. Mm-hmm. I can do it right. Yeah. And, and I can come back. How, if I have. What, how's their response usually to that answer about the money? Good. Pretty good. Yeah. It, it starts to make sense. Yeah. I sometimes you can loose, you know, break the ice, crack a joke about it or something. And, or sometimes I would say like, I wish I made 900 a day. You know, I'm running a business here. You know, I mean, I don't see much of that, you know, and it's the truth. It's the honest to God truth. I mean, it's amazing. Um, when, you know, when you're doing things right and you're adding, you know, you've got a employee and you've got payroll and expenses and in different insurances, I'm sure Washington's like California where, you know, you've got to have a few different insurances and different things, yes. and, you know, all this stuff. Um, you my know, Ford it, Transit is between my yeah, vehicles. payment and insurance. It's 700 a month right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it all adds up. It's just, it's just a, a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of doing business is expensive, you know? And to be honest, I wish it wasn't so expensive, but it is, it's just, it's ridiculous. And that's, I mean, that's the whole point of this, this show, right. Is to try to help guys understand, like, look, I mean that you're not making, you know, 900 a day. You're not making that the company's charging that, you know, what you make is what you bring home and what you're, you know, you can spend on groceries and what you can put in your personal bank account, not your business bank account. That's what you make. And if you're making, actually, you know, yeah, I tell people, from your channel, I've learned to say to people, look, there's a lot of guys that are going around unlicensed, unbonded, with no overhead, trying to underbid me, and they'll work for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. But that guy is not going to do it right. He's he's not going to come back for sure afterwards and mm-hmm. work on your job. If you put try to put a claim on the guy, you're, you're going to get in trouble for hiring someone that wasn't licensed and bonded before they ever get in any kind of trouble, most right. likely. Right, exactly. They'll disappear. <laughs> yeah, so it's not that's not the way you want to go. Nah. I wanted to touch on the estimate. You know, you asked for maybe a little conversation or advice on, you know, the, the details of the estimate. Um, honestly, you know, Luke, you're going to, 
if you talk to a, a dozen people, you're going to get, uh, you know, a dozen different opinions on that or, you know, everybody's strong, feels strongly that their way is the best way. Uh, I would say, you know, whatever feels right for you and your company. I mean, the way you described it, like you say, you know, demolition, prep work, uh, tile installation, maybe materials or something. That's kind of the way I would do it. Actually, I used to do it lump sum. Like I didn't break down like, okay, we're going to need six bags of thin set at thirty two ninety nine a bag. Like I, I never broke it down that far, but I would just say like, you know, rough in materials for your shower X amount. I would never tell them like, okay, the boards, this, you know, that's me personally. Other, you know, everybody's going to have a different opinion. And I, I try different things. Like I, 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 I would sell some jobs, some complete bathroom. It would be a complete bathroom remodel. And I would just say bathroom remodel. And I would just say, you know, th- you know, $25,000 or whatever the price was sometimes. It, and I, I mean, I sold a lot of jobs like that, you know, and, and then I, I adjusted it and, and did, you know, eventually I evolved into more or less what you're saying. And I, I, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it's up to you and, and how you feel your clients are responding to what they're seeing and what you're comfortable with, honestly, because I like a little breakdown personally. I, I kind of, it sounds like you and me are on the same page. I like a little breakdown, like, okay, demolition. And then I would just say like, this is going to include dustless in, in the description, dustless demo, uh, HEPA vac, you know, uh, uh, temporary walls built, plastic walls built, um, dispose, you know, disposal of the trash, you know? So I would just say like the more words, the better, but the less details of like, if that makes sense, like the description in my opinion should be wordy like a paragraph per line item. But as far as like line item materials, nah, I would never go like bolt by bolt, you know, because it's just like, what does it matter? Um, And that, that contract or that estimate, which would turn into an invoice is their receipt. I know some people once in a while you get a client's like, give me your receipts. And I'm like, those are my receipts, sucker. (laughs) Here's your receipt, the invoice, you know? Um, So I, I, I think, the more, the more, it's not, in my opinion, it's not so important, like which way, which way you do it. You know, if you want to get super detailed or less detailed or almost no details, if it's working, it's working. Right. And it's part of your, um, sticks and stones sales process that, you know, is kind of proprietary to you. You know, that's the thing about sales. You can learn a hundred different ways to approach sales at the end of the day. Um, whatever works is works, you know, and there's nothing, there's no official sales training out there, right? You know, you have a a bunch of gurus who will sell you their way. um, But at the end of the day, you got to find your own way and kind of take a little bit from here and a little bit from there. I mean, that's why I love this podcast and podcasts like it, because we've got 150 plus contractors that you can go back and listen to. And you can take one or two things from each of them or not at all. But the choice is, you know, at least you're learning. At least there's opportunities to, you sure. know, see how other people are doing it, you know. I love it. Yeah. What a what a comfort to have these podcasts and these communities of tile setters, you know, where you know that you could just take a picture of something and be like, help. And within an hour, you're going to have 30 right. responses. It's right. just, that's comforting to me. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I'm willing to take on things that I'm not so comfortable. I know I've got a support group and I know that I can be a part of that and help others. Oh, I've been in that situation. Do this. Yeah. 
Where where do you see yourself? You know, where do you see your business in the future? How 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 far you want to take it? You want to be a big business, small business, art focused? I'm like double and triple minded about it. Yeah, I've got so I'm, I'm made out of very pliable material. Mm. Um, when I first started doing this, I got my business license. I started advertising myself. I wouldn't tell you how many people who were like business coaches and search engine optimized people and people just all of a sudden want to help you grow and they want you within one year to have like 10 employees and be making a million dollars. And I'm just like, Whoa, like, hold on. Like, yeah, there's an attraction to, to business coaches. I see the benefit. Now most of them are like six or $700 a month for these services. And yeah, they have teams of people running your online presence and fixing your, I know that you do that kind of stuff. And I I do see the value and I do want one day. See right now I'm so new that my income and my output, Mm -hmm. I just haven't, I don't have a handle on that yet. Right. And my, I'm the sole propri- uh, provider for my family, and I'm not going to take $600 a month when I just bought a van that I'm paying $600 a month for for the first time. Yeah. That's $1,200, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just don't feel – but I do see the value in these things. I know I need search engine optimizing. I know I need my logo and my website updated. I'm not having – I know I could use – if I pay someone for leads, they're probably going to give me leads. Uh, right now I'm not paying for leads. And I'm, I'm staying busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to grow. I've got three employees. I've got my uncle. He's doing tile. I've got a guy named Lane. He's a fully trained flooring installer. He's going to run around doing engineered hardwood and LVP for me. Oh, nice. And I've got a guy named Jeremy. He's doing demo in front of me and he's fixing drywall and painting and doing a little bit of plumbing, little P traps and stuff for me. He's not the greatest grouter yet, but I'm trying to work on him grouting for me. Um, so I'm trying out working with people, and they are making me money. Mm-hmm. While I'm at one job, they're generating me money on the side, and it's good money. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to get them on the books. So I'm learning about right now workers' comp and all these you know, W-2s and how to get them all on board. Mm-hmm. So I told Lane, can you do two or three cash jobs for me? And then I'll see how you do, and then I'll hire you. Well, he's on his second job, and I like him. So I've talked to my accountant and my wife, and I'm calling some places. We just called where he used to work and got some good references, and we're going to take him on board. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. QuickBooks has like a generator that they show you. If you pay someone this much, this is the cost to mm-hmm. run them. And the, it wasn't as scary as I thought. $6,000 a year or something I'm paying to employ these guys. And sure. I don't see why they wouldn't make me more than that. Right. Uh, I really would love. He's got three kids. One of the guys, he's a firefighter. The other guy's got two kids. And he he went through the Union Gospel Mission. And he used to be, go, have some in a pretty tough spot. Mm-hmm. Now he's just such a good guy and he shows up and he's smiling and he's happy and he's ambitious and uh, his name is jeremy i just everybody loves him nice nice i, I bring him to job sites and uh, people love him more than they love me i mean he's <laughs> charismatic and i'm like oh everybody loves jeremy well that's good that's good maybe a potential salesman in this future 
Yeah, maybe. You know, it's good to have employees that people like, for sure. Yeah, so uh, so far it's been good. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I do. I, I eventually want a showroom and a box truck and a forklift and some samples, and I want to try to sell material. That is a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. I've already looked into how much local commercial space costs per square foot. Mm-hmm. I've, I have the phone numbers of local commercial realtors. I know where the best spots are at. I've already been there and done some tours and looked around. I've priced out box trucks. I've priced out forklifts. I've looked at office equipment, printers and desks and all the little things that you have to have. I've got all that stuff. I always want to do the research before I'm there so I know what to do. Yeah. That's that's what I encourage people to do. One of my reasons for coming on, make the jump, make the leap. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't just do it because you're mad one day. Oh, I'm going to go off on my own. You've got to take that few years or a couple years or a year, depending on your speed and income. You've got to make your websites and your phone numbers and your licenses and your insurance. And you got to get a van and the tools. And it's just so worth it. I mean, I have six months of income saved up mm-hmm. before before I went on on my own. So if I have some slow times, I can rely on that. Yeah. Sold my motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You'll get it back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would just say if you're going to do it and you know, if you, if you want to do it, you must know you can do it. Mm. At least the work, you just need to put those systems in process so that it's going to work out. Cause you just, you have to, you have to play the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Right on. Well, Luke, tell you what, man, that 45 minutes went by quick. It was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, it's been an uh, encouraging conversation, I'm sure, for a lot of listeners. And for myself, I like to hear uh, you're doing great things out there. Keep it up. Um, I'll be checking back with you and make sure you're you're doing all right. Feel free to reach out anytime. And maybe in 6 to 12 months, we can check back w- with you and see how your business is. I would like to do that. You know, because it is a, a newer business, um, and I think it'll encourage a lot of people to see, you know, a, a, pro- a progression episode if you're if you're up for it in like six to twelve months, something like that. Cool. Yeah. And uh, where can people find you? Are, are you on Instagram? Uh, fa- you're on Facebook, I know. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's Sticks and Stones Flooring and Tile LLC. Uh, my Instagram. I don't know. It's Lucas Hendrickson, 992. All right. Lucas Hendrickson, 992. 992. Sticks and stones, flooring and tile. I'm out of just south of Seattle, Washington. There's my uh, little thing right there. Nice, nice. And uh, stay profitable, tile friends. All right. Stole my line. All right. With that. Tile friends, if you want to stay in touch with all things Tile Money, uh, you can subscribe to our newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter. It goes out every Thursday. Uh, check it out on TileMoney.com. You can subscribe to that. And uh, like Luke said, please, please, please stay profitable out there, Tile friends. Over and out. Talk to you next week. <laughs>